Don't look back because the market is closed. Good uh, Thursday afternoon, everyone. I uh, hope you had a great day today. Uh, my name is Kip Herridge. We appreciate you joining our VRA podcast today. Uh, we do these every day just after the market closes. Try to get these out about within uh, 20, 30 minutes of the market close. Not always successful. We also try to keep these to about 5 to 10 minutes, sometimes a little shorter, sometimes quite a bit longer. Uh, just uh, really depends on how the, the, the mood hits us. But we've had a lot to talk about this year. We've had a lot to talk about really over the last uh, 16, 17 months with coronavirus insanity. And, uh, boy, it's just how interesting, you know. Again, if you've joined us here, we've been consistent and we've been a consistently broken record because it just didn't pat nothing what we saw passed the smell test about coronavirus. It just never did. It never has. And then uh, one of the reasons for that was because of none other than Anthony, Tony, the fraud, Fauci. You just knew the guy wasn't telling you the truth. And it wasn't hard to figure out why. Only if you didn't dig were you snowed by this guy. And now that the, these emails are coming out via the FOIA uh, process, uh, BuzzFeed uh, got, got, got hold of these. You've, I'm sure you've seen it by now. And, you, you know, this guy's buried. He's buried in lie after lie after lie. The, the name Fauci the Fraud, we started using that about a year ago. And uh, it just absolutely nails him now. Of course, the, the depressing part of this is that nothing will happen to this guy. You know, nothing will happen. This is the pandemic all the way, had multiple purposes. We've talked about it here, talked about the, the Rockefeller Foundation, the 2010 document called Lockstep. It spelled out exactly this coronavirus pandemic. That's, that's, what, that's what it spelled out and what the process would be, the lockdowns, the, uh, the forced closures of small businesses, uh, controlling the population, how to do it, all spelled out in that document. Again, Rockefeller Foundation lockstep. And you combine that with, uh, I don't know, some Cloward and Piven and uh, how to institute communism uh, in a country like the United States. And you kind of see a, a very, very, very clear game plan that was put into place uh, and executed flawlessly, which, of course, is why... Tony Fauci won't be fired, won't be prosecuted. I mean, literally none of that will happen. Uh, not that, that, that we wouldn't welcome it. But we, uh, this is my first rodeo. I'm sure it's not yours either. You know how this game works. It's two systems of justice here. And he really, again, he executed flawlessly. So why, why would they fire him? They, they've gotten what they wanted out of this. But, um, look, it is what it is. At least now the public is being red-pilled. That's the good thing. You know, we're uh, less than two years into this. If at least we can get the public red-pilled about this and wake people up, you know, maybe we can uh, head off some of the other things they want to uh, force upon us, like maybe forced vaccinations, vaccine passports, and, 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 and other things you know, they're dying to, uh, uh, to, uh, to force on us in a, in a controlled kind of a system, kind of a, a state-sponsored capitalism uh, that sounds, uh, sounds a bit like China, doesn't it? Uh, but uh, listen, today was a little rocky day-to-day in the markets. Uh, we had some news this morning that is, I think, you know, it's important to watch what happens here tomorrow as well, because the ADP jobs data came out today, and it was, uh, it was what they referred to as hot. It was a, it was a very good jobs report from ADP, and that immediately sent uh, uh, gold lower, sent the dollar higher, it sent rates up a little bit, not a lot, interest rates up to just a little bit today, sent the Nasdaq sharply lower, 
that Dow Jones over one point was down over two, 200 points. We saw a big intraday rally, though. Dow Jones actually spent quite a bit of the day in positive territory. Let's cover these details for you. Dow Jones today finishing down 23 points. That breaks a five-day winning streak for the Dow Jones, down 23 points at 34,577. Uh, SP 100 down 15 points at 41.92. Both of these indexes less than 1% away from all-time highs. Russ 2000 been our leader uh, for what four of the last five days today that wasn't the case down eight tenths of one percent and finally nasdaq was our loser in the day nasdaq and the semis have led from the five uh, the may 12th capitulation lows they've led today that didn't happen nasdaq gave up one percent off the lows but still down a fairly big 141 points at 13,614 again <clears throat> the concern here of course is is the economy going to run hot again? Last month's jobs report, we'll get that tomorrow morning, by the way, at 8.30 Eastern. Last month's jobs report was a big disappointment. But if you've been around a while, you know that these monthly job uh, economic reports, they really don't matter. You're looking for a trend. And the trend, of course, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a, an economy, U.S. economy, that is really firing on all cylinders. It just is. Uh, same thing with the global economy. You look at these global PMIs. Uh, these, uh, these are leading economic indicators of the highest order, and they've been nothing but just strong, strong, garlic strong, just as we've seen here in the U.S., of course. That's the trend that matters. So, yes, we do expect to see a good jobs report tomorrow. Uh, whether or not it'll be a hot jobs report, you know what? Uh, we hope it is, right? We want everybody to have a job that's looking for a job. That'll be great. The bigger picture we have here, and this has been our view for some time, matter of fact, it's been our view for the better part of almost three and a half years now, is that interest rates just aren't going to go higher. Not much. You know, we were, we, were, uh, we were bullish on bonds three years ago when the 10-year was 3.2%. And pretty much everybody, all the PhD economists, I'll say, the, the employees of the Federal Reserve, and, and they all are pretty much, it's for, from grants or some other point of view, uh, they're beholden to their, their, their masters at the Federal Reserve. They all really spatted the same line, which was, okay, the 10 years, 3.2%, we're probably going to 5%. We're at least going to 4%. That's kind of baked in the cake. We're probably going to 5%. <clears throat> that marked the peak. Of course, as we know now, uh, the 10 year dropped to below a half a percent during coronavirus insanity about a year ago. And um, has been inching back up now. But again, the 10-year today, even today, uh, with this uh, rapid economic recovery, is still just 1.62%. And um, it was, again, up a little bit today. Our point has been consistently, we don't really care if rates go to t- uh, 2%. Uh, frankly, it doesn't matter if they go to 2.5%. Don't think that's going to happen. Still of the view, I am at least, that the 10-year is headed back below 1%. Before it gets to two percent, certainly to two and a half percent, and um, because a lot of the talk now is about okay, the Fed is going to start talking about talking about tapering, and uh, I think that's probably about to happen. Maybe at the July meeting, but everyone's really getting prepared for that. And you know the 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 the, the majority view is that that's going to make rates go higher. And from a common sense point of view, one would think that would make sense. Because right now the Fed's buying every single month $120 billion worth of U.S. debt, government debt, uh, mortgage debt. Uh, they were buying corporate debt. They're about to reverse that. or uh, actually, They're looking to sell that debt now. Not a whole lot of it, by the way. But, you know, again, they, they, if they taper the $120 billion, it doesn't mean they're going to stop it. 
Maybe they, maybe they start from 120 billion a month, maybe to 80 billion, maybe 100. Who knows, right? Again, the common sense view is when they start to taper sometime next year. Again, we're still talking about something that is into next year before the taper even starts, and you get people all worked up about this. It's really uh, it's interesting to watch uh, human behavior and uh, and how it takes place on Wall Street. People get so worked up. Oh my God, they're gonna they're gonna taper and the yields are gonna go up and the market's gonna crash. I mean, you, you you hear it right, and you see the perma bears online that just are like. They're triggered. It's just going to be the worst thing ever, and it's just not, and here's why. We've said it a couple times, but I think you can't repeat the important points enough. That's, 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 how, that's how I was always taught something. And so, you know, we've got to remember back to the best bull market we've ever had. It was 1995 to 2000. You know, I was on Wall Street then, uh, took a couple of companies public during that uh, bull market melt-up, the, the dot-com melt-up before the dot-com crash. People tend to remember the crash, but folks, we had a five-year, 575% move higher in the, uh, in the NASDAQ over that five-year period. Wow, 150% a year. I mean, it's just, it's hard to put into words what that was like. Every day was a, every day was a party. Every day was a party. And that's the environment that we believe we're getting back into, and we only think we're getting back into it. This is going to be, this bull market's going to rival that. Uh, that's a that's another conversation for another blog. We actually wrote it about it today, uh, but uh, we're starting to see signs that yeah, this is this, the party's the party's on. We we are seeing those signs. Uh, AMC certainly uh, the GameStop. That's the beginning of it. These gamma squeezes that are taking place now with this this uh, quote unquote new option strategy that's forcing purchasing of the underlying uh, shares of these companies again. Rolling from company to company, how long could this go on? Months, a year? We don't know. Uh, but again, this is where the money's being made. You have to go where the money's being made, and we are. I'm sure, you are too. But the key point about yields was again during the ninety-five to two thousand melt-up. Most people don't believe this when you tell them. Uh, they just don't believe it. They can't can't believe it's true that the ten-year yield averaged five percent from nineteen ninety-five to two thousand. Average five percent, folks. We're at one point six two percent now. Even when the dot-com uh, bubble uh, began to peak, the ten-year was six point two percent. So that's why when we say it just does not matter if rates go to two percent or two and a quarter, and the, the, the counter argument, of course, is we have a lot more debt now, so it matters more. I don't buy that either. I'm not sure. I just don't think debt matters anymore. It just doesn't matter anymore. Uh, if you can. If you can be the Federal Reserve and print trillions of dollars whenever you want to to pay for whatever you want to pay for, why do taxes and debt ever matter? You, you know, I, I, I think that's really kind of become a, a mainstream view now uh, to a lot of people. They just don't like to say it out loud. I'm saying the quiet part out loud. But again, the, the key point here is that tomorrow's employment data, we hope it's a great report. Uh, I, we think any weakness is a buying opportunity. It's just is a buying opportunity. But that's that's been our approach for some time in the market. Uh, and the great thing about the market right now is it's not overbought. It's not oversold. It's kind of in that that middle area uh, uh, that uh, that usually presents great buying opportunities. And again, this is a stock pickers market. Uh, it's a stock pickers market. Uh, <clears throat> all right, let's move on here. Oh, Tyler reminded me, uh, he loved, Tyler loves the financials, has for some time, 
And uh, XLF, the, the, uh, the financial ETF, hit an all-time high again today. It's been red hot. Of course, banks and financials supposedly love higher rates. Um, I get that for banks, I guess. I, I, don't, I don't know that that's really a reason to be excited about owning the financials. But um, anyway, that's our new all-time high today. Again, we're very close to all-time highs anyway as it is across the board. Uh, let's talk about our, sector, our um, internals today because the internals have been very good. Matter of fact, they've been borderline extraordinary. Uh, we've had great volume readings, really good action in NASDAQ and NYSC, advanced decline, new 52-week highs to lows. Kind of took a little bit of a breather today, but not, not by much. Again, NASDAQ down 141 points today. You just didn't really see that. NASDAQ uh, advanced decline was not even 2 to 1 negative. It was about 1.3 to 1 negative. Uh, up down volume, NASDAQ volume was positive. NASDAQ volume was positive by one bil- almost a billion shares. Again, wouldn't indicate what we're seeing in NASDAQ. Now, you can say some of that's due to the meme stocks. I'm sure that's true. But still, the number is the number, and it's a positive number by close to a billion shares of trading today. That's very good. Uh, NYSE, really, you know, just not a lot there. Uh, kind of a, a flat-ish advanced decline, a volume, uh, pretty much the same. I mean, these are negative readings, but not by much. And when you uh, look at the new 52-week highest lows, which have really been garlic strong, good numbers again today. 330 stocks hitting new 52-week highs. This is Combo, NYC, and NASDAQ. Again, 330 stocks hitting new 52-week highs. There's just 48 hitting new 52-week lows. In our sector watch today, again, not a lot to report here. 11 S&P 500 sectors. We had five finished lower, uh, excuse me, five finished higher, six finished lower. Led to the downside by consumer discretionary down 1.2%. Tech down nine-tenths to one percent to the upside. Utilities, interesting Rates are up. Utilities are up a half percent today. Uh, consumer staples up half percent. Again, not a lot going on there. Everybody's keying on this number tomorrow, right or wrong. You know, uh, everybody gets fascinated with one report. And after last month's disappointing jobs data, you can see why they're focused on on this tomorrow. I actually think it's going to be a pretty good number tomorrow, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be it's going to be a good number, I think. Um, and our commodity watch today, gold today again. What is gold not like? Higher rates. We didn't really get that today, but we got a super strong dollar today, and that, that knocked gold. you got to remember, gold was trading at extreme overbought levels. We've talked about this here. Due for a pullback. Remember, it had gotten above 1900 it, it, it gained, you know, it had a very good last month. Uh, gold today down $36. That's 1.9% at 1873 We are very bullish on gold, as in ultra-hyper bullish on gold. It uh, didn't show it today, of course, but again, we use pullbacks as buying opportunities. Physical only. We love the miners more, but physical gold and silver only. We don't mess around with the paper stuff, the GLDs, SLVs. Uh, silver today, also, which has been on a nice run, down 68 cents uh, announced today at 27.52. I don't know if I love silver more than gold here, but I think if I was, if I had to decide between the two, I would say I like so I, I don't know that I've ever said this. I like silver more here than gold. The chart looks fantastic. The chart of silver looks what we call ready to go. And, of course, because silver is both an industrial uh, metal and a precious metal, it's got that win-win component, right? Silver, like copper, goes into everything. We're electrifying the world. We're uh, Certainly, uh, all of our cars are going to be electric going forward. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Although, I'll keep my Mustang and I'll keep my Hummer, and uh, but I may get the the new uh, Tesla uh, Cybertruck. 
but uh, the 66 Hummer is not going anywhere, neither is the 2005 uh, uh, Hummer. 66 Mustang, 2005 Hummer. Uh, but silver, we love silver here. It goes in everything. Again, we're buying that on pullbacks. Copper today down 12 cents a pound at 4.46 a pound. Again, reached extreme overbought levels. Love copper here. Our favorite stock in this area, by the way, is Turquoise Hill Resources. Uh, just a phenomenal story that's only going to get better. This stock used to be close to what it was, $300 stock. Today it's what 17 and change. Uh, a lot of drama there with their partner Rio, but those days, those, those those days of drama and anxiety are coming to an end, and the stock does not reflect that in our view. Uh, Going to be a top three copper, gold, silver play within two to three years on the planet. That's how big the OU Toygoy uh, uh, mine is in in uh, Mongolia. Uh, oil today flat, been on a nice run, sixty eight dollars eighty eight cents, and finally Bitcoin. Again, it's been really been our best leading indicator for equity prices going on about four years. Uh, today, up 762, really stabilized at that $36,000 range, trading right now at 38648 If you're bullish in the market, we are. You want to see Bitcoin continue to move higher. It's got to get back above its 200-day moving average, which is just under 41000 right now. And uh, we want to see that happen uh, to get the technicians happy again, you know. And uh, by the way, Ether has been strong as well. Uh, it's holding in well at 2800 right now. Both today, we're up just right at 2%. Folks, as always, we appreciate you joining us. Please, please join us full-time at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.